Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, you good? I'm good, it's just so funny. Okay, Rodney, I'm pregnant. Stop. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm watching the Shut game up. right now, so I'm gonna have to holler back. <laughs> Stop. Okay, all men need to be eradicated. All men oh need God. to be eradicated. Oh my goodness, I wasn't ready for that. When you said that, I literally was like, yeah, no, throw every man away. Throw them all away. Useless. Useless. You was talking all that game when you wanted some coochie. And now you have to. He a sure child. was. He tricked me and into he thinking he was going to be great. While the baby was crying. I hate men. I hate men. I have so many thoughts about Rodney. Spending their last money. Oh my God. Food and electricity. And then he got <laughs> mad at her when the electricity ran out when he took the money. I. <laughs> For me, it was the fact that he, that she walked in and flicked on the lights and <laughs> flicked on and off the lights like she didn't know what was going on. Okay. Girl. Okay, we're going to start Girl. from the beginning, though. <laughs> okay, so everybody, we are back with another episode of Does It Hold Up? And this week, we are talking about Life is Not a Fairy Tale, colon, the Fantasia Barino story. I just don't understand why black yes. people need the longest names. The longest fucking names ever. So now we've all watched the Fantasia Brino story. Some of us several yes. times. Several several times. Some of us watched yes. it for the first time. Lyndon, I know you said you hadn't seen this before, correct? I've never seen this before, no. I didn't okay. know this movie even existed. Okay. Wow. You're welcome. You were very welcome. That was the longest hour and a half of my life. It really it was a ride. <laughs> That, they pack it in there. That's my favorite part about it. They really do pack everything in there. Um, so let's talk, before we get into the, the, the reviews of the film, I just want to hear, like, first impressions for you guys. I mean, this... Okay, so this is my pick. I absolutely love this film. Yes. Um, I, at the time when I first saw this... I mean, this came out pretty quickly after her winning. Right, right. This came out and just as six. a fan, in my young age, I was like, they nailed it. This is great. I know. <laughs> I remember coming away as a child being like, wow, I know so much about Fantasia. <laughs> oh and I, I feel like they did it. They really, they sold you on it, Camille. So that was yeah, my first that. impression. I was like, wow, I... I know her deeper. I'm so glad I made all those calls. Oh my God, yes. In her favor. <laughs> she deserves. She, I mean, I, well, now she does deserve. Let's, yes. She does deserve. She has the voice of Jesus. I wow. mean, yeah. when she, she started sing. singing in that church, 
I stood up on my feet. I stood up on my feet. I love. Shout out to that little baby. Oh my god. First of all, okay, I had a note about that. It's just you can't change up tempo like that off the bat, (laughs) and everyone goes like that's something you kind of got to. Also, she wasn't even holding the tambourine that sped up the tempo, so I was really confused who sped up the tempo. I don't know. I really don't Jesus. know. I think it was Jesus. It had <laughs> yeah. to be Jesus. So it for me, so yeah, so just like for me, getting back to just our first impressions of yes. it, I think watching it again, because I haven't seen this movie in so very long. Yeah. I, there were mm-hmm. some things that like really I didn't pick up on at the time, like at the time, obviously, like I now I know so much more about like just life and about film and about lots of things. But there were just so many things that I was like, oh, oh. And you know what I was really so drawn to this time around? The hair. The hair. Yes. The wigs were not wigs film. Yes. Crunchy. I I loved it. I love the updos. I can smell (laughs) the spritz from where I sheen. The sheen. The pink oil, I can smell it <laughs> the from pink. where I'm using that olive oil sheen. No, honey, no, no they're using the sheen that comes in the blue bottle. I don't know which one that is. <laughs> that's, that's the sheen they use, the one from the blue bottle, okay? From the blue bottle. Oh, you're right, you're right, what, you're right. What is that brand called? You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like ISO. Plus. ISO, that's the one that smells good. That's the one they use. It does smell good. They're using the ISO uh, oil sheen, and they're using spritz i can smell the spritz uh i can smell it it through the screen it's called iso plus oil sheen hairspray and that's what this episode is sponsored by no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) but um the point is is like it really stood out to me this time like spritz for the gods so i want to talk about um just like from the beginning like childhood fantasia you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. were, and or even when we start at the beginning of the film where she's backstage with the American Idol producers and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, all these people are saying you're a bad role model and you're this and you're that. First of all, my thought about that is why don't you people raise your own kids and stop expecting Ooh. celebrities to be your child's role model? Because if you were yeah. raising your kids right yeah. then they would know right from wrong and so this wouldn't affect them the way that you are allowing it to affect them why don't yeah. people raise their own kids that's my yeah, thought I, on that certainly I, I really and i i love that they that show like, that why are people mad yeah because she like, why were people mad because she's because she was 19 mad. she was 19 at the yeah. time people oh. this was a different time like i remember like this is when like Frenchie Davis, who was also on American Idol, she was easily one of the best contestants on the show. But she was like, they dropped her because she had been like a sex worker, right? And you something. could do that. You and- could it, like I re- I like this movie because it kind of reminds us like Fantasia was giving out given a hard go of it, and she, she won really at a time was. when black girls were not winning American Idol. She really did. Yeah. She yeah. really was like, and she just like. So many things about, and we'll get there, obviously, to her audition, but let's just go back to her childhood. Let's go back to her upbringing. I have one word for it, triggering. (laughs) As a person person who grew up in a very volatile household, there were things about it when I was watching. Let's talk about bootleg Joe Jackson, Kadeem Hardison. (laughs) He tried it, didn't he? You know what what Joe Jackson wouldn't have done? He would have read that contract. 
Joe Jackson would have hired a fucking lawyer to read that contract. Joe Jackson would have said, they're giving us money up front. It has to be a good contract. My first thought was, if they're giving you money up front, you're not going to see a dime. A dime after. I said, that is the definition of a bad contract (laughs) because you're getting nothing on the back end. They're just giving you money up front. And then he gets mad at the wife or like that the son for being like, yeah, you should have read that contract. I'm nine. And I could have even told you that that was literally I'm I'm nine years old. (laughs) You are an adult. Why don't you know this? Just wanting to be big and bad. Yeah. And like, I guess the way that they portrayed her dad in the movie was like textbook definition of a narcissist. Because he clearly couldn't be wrong, even though he was clearly so very wrong just so, so wrong many oh yes even when the mom was like they took my name off the song can they do that and he was like no i was like they absolutely can you should have read that contract contract because you yeah. know it was in the contract and let's know it was you, in the contract my favorite thing about like um about about the the church scenes when they're singing is <laughs> one loretta divine preaching <laughs> when yes. she does that thing that preachers do where they sing a little bit and the organ players mm-hmm. playing behind them I love a triple threat pastor. I like my pastor to be a triple threat. Come on. We need all pastors to give it to us like Loretta Devine was giving it to us. Now, her wigs were crunchy in this one. That's okay, though. She's a grandma. I expect her wigs to be crunchy. Loretta always employed Devine. Uh, Can have whatever wig she wants. Loretta never unemployed Devine. (laughs) Okay? It don't matter what season it is. She got a check from somewhere. Um, But you know what? It was like when Fantasia started singing in that church, and this is when the dad like got mad. um, And like when uh, Fantasia started singing in that church and she woke everybody up. And like, to me, that was like, this is like star power. Like this child has it. She has it. And of course, this bootleg ass Joe Jackson who is conveniently named Joe, was jealous. He's like, y'all got to practice. And the child's like, well, we have to do homework. He said, what did I say? Now, that's some real Joe Jackson shit. Like, he said, said, fuck practice. He said, fuck homework. We going to practice. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I also have to say, the brothers were supportive of her throughout the entire movie. They really were. From that moment, they even were like, dad, you're tripping. Yeah. Like, he just, like, got even madder. But the brothers were always like, no, she's good. Like, it's not a question. Right. No, they they knew she had it, even when she yeah. didn't know she had it. And, like, oh, the yeah. but the way, getting back to, like, the her upbringing and just the way that he talks to Viola. First of all, nobody speaks to Viola Davis that way. Not even Ooh, for play. I hated to no see it. I really no did. Not even, not even for play, okay? No, we don't even choke. Yeah like that about Miss Viola Davis, okay? I'm never watching Fences again. I saw no. it once and I said, oh, that was too much for me because I'm said, ready to fight. I said, no, not even you, Denzel. Not even not you. Even you. Not even you when I watched Fences, I immediately tweeted, hey, can we have a movie in like, I think, because Fences came out 2018, right? No, Fences mm-hmm. came out like 2015, 2016 or 2017. No, it couldn't have been 2015. I think it was more recent than that. Cause I okay, was it was like 2017. It. it was 2016. Yeah. It came out Christmas of 2016. Okay, because I remember I watched it. I think it was Christmas Day with my family, and I tweeted something like, hey, in the year of our Lord 2017, can we have one role where Viola Davis doesn't get cheated on by a man? Thank I'm you. sick of it. Um, like, <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Like, she, she deserves, deserves better. so much more. With I those snot cries, can it please not be over a man cheating on her once again? <laughs> well, did you see, well, you. did you see Doubt? 
the snot Oof, cries in no. doubt were for her son who was being molested by Philip Seymour Hoffman. I want to see Viola Davis happy. I want to see Viola Davis filled with joy. I want I to see Viola Davis is in like a girls trip type movie. Yeah, I, I was going to say like a Stella's got her groove back. Why was that I wanna... literally what I was about to say? Stella's got her groove back before <laughs> yeah. Viola Davis. I want to see Viola Davis having sex with a man. I want to see Viola Davis <laughs> having <laughs> sex with a younger man who can like toss her around like a, like a, like a, you <laughs> yes. know, I don't know, yes. like toss her around like she deserves to be. Like loosen up that wig. She gonna have the ISO plus on deck, okay? She gonna have she gonna have the ISO plus on deck. She got the oil she, Miss Viola. But but the way the way that he was talking to her, even in front of the kids, I was like, this is the worst example to set for a young girl, especially a young black woman. Because and then you see that. Because let's fast forward in the worst way that they could have fast forwarded it to her. <laughs> but before, oh, wait, no, no, no. We can't fast forward yet. Because we got to talk about, like, the scene that, like, broke my heart. Uh, I don't even. It oh. broke my heart. When the, when the little, when the girls are in the circle. Are, are you yelling at her? And they're yelling at Fantasia, calling her ugly, calling her black, calling her yep. big lip. It they make fun of her mouth. Make yeah. fun of her hair. It literally Wait, like broke. I laughed at that. It was because Wade was filmed. I No, I laughed at it just because the way it was filmed. I was like, this acting is terrible. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> yes. And like terrible. the way that they set up the like fight shots. All oh my God. Like, punching and slapping uh, this movie. It was the fake. Way it's it was fake. Is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> so I felt bad watching that because I was like, oh my gosh, like I know this is supposed to be sad, but like this is funny. This is not how it happens. Like, the way that she like initiated the fight and then the little girl punched her once and then cocked back and waited for the director to like yell cut or something because she did not throw another punch. She did not throw another punch. She said the script said girl punches Fantasia. (laughs) One time. Was I supposed to keep going? That was one time that was in my contract. It is now time for my union 30. Um, (laughs) We'll be doing... Like by the time the fight even started, it was already on to the next scene with Viola. And I yeah. was like, that transition was a little too quick for me, too. I, yeah. have, I think for me, my problem with this movie is the editing. Yeah. <laughs> the pacing is a little... The pacing's off. Yes. But I do want to talk about, off. though, just like what what's happening with these little girls. Because I think it's, yes. it's just, it's so telling as to like what happened later in her life. And, yeah. and, 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 and you know... I, I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we can all relate to having been in that position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I certainly just, like, understand what it's like to be the girl in the center and to see, like, the way that people treat young Black girls, even from, you know, such a young age, instilling in them that they're ugly. And you see the kind of girls that they cast 
to tell mm-hmm. her that she was ugly. Yeah. They have long, straight hair. They're lighter-skinned yes. girls. And this isn't to say, like, no, those are, those are beautiful young girls. And these ideals that have been instilled in them, they're not their fault. It's the fault of whoever Absolutely is, not, yeah. is, is raising them to believe these things. But it just broke my heart to see her. And then to see her sit in the mirror and say to herself, you're ugly. No one oh. will love you. It, like, because I've been there, you know? Like, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Like, it, yeah. and, it's, and it's so hard when it ha- when it starts happening to you at such a young age. And this is something like TMI, but even recently I've been struggling with, you know, just like in watching that kind of like reminded me of where it all came from. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, oh, cause yeah. like, obviously we're all like locked in the house. And so, of course, we're like eating a lot more. And so, of course, we're just like, you know, we've gained a little weight or whatever. Oh, but yeah. then you start to go back into those like old ways of the way you used to talk to yourself when you were a child because of the way that like you were socialized to believe that you had to be you know what i mean yeah. and so like and here's oh, yeah. this this child that's playing fantasia and this is like a oh, gorgeous little girl jimmy she's so talented and, and unbelievably talented and, he, and she's just sitting in the mirror calling herself ugly and i was just so cho- i got so choked up by that because it's just oh yeah it's disgusting the way that the world treats little black girls and then it's so telling of the, the the things that we become and all the therapy that we have to go through to unlearn that later in life you know what oh, i mean yeah. oh yeah like i was actually thinking about this this morning before i even watched the movie about how like when i was in middle school i was doing shadow work hashtag i'm a witch um but <laughs> like <laughs> when i was in middle school when people would be like oh my god who's your crush i would always have a crush we all had crushes of course at any given moment it was middle mm-hmm. school but i would always say like oh i don't have a crush because because i was predominantly the only black girl in my school i mm. figured that no one would want to go after me yeah so i would always say i don't yeah. have a crush not in the sense of i didn't have a crush but in the sense of protecting myself of because i know most likely somebody else was not going to be like you know what but you know what Lyndon (laughs) it's a good point that you bring that up because it was something that I had to like that my therapist like had to say to me and it really like it it, like shook me when she said this because she said to me because I was talking to her about like you know all of my issues that I have with food and she's like how Mm -hmm. can you blame yourself for that when you're she said as a child your only job is survival you don't know how to yeah. make your way in the world. You have no. no idea what's going on. And so the way that you are raised and the way that you are socialized, you shouldn't apologize for that as an adult because all you had to do as a child was survive. And that's what yeah. you did. You know what I mean? And that's what we all exactly. did. And that's what Fantasia did. Like, you survived the best way that you know how. Okay, so do we want to, before we jump into the next part, do we want to read some reviews? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So here's some that I found. Number okay. one, Rotten Tomatoes. It says this movie has not been reviewed by critics on Tomatoes. Okay. It's, it's the top positive and the top critical review. So the top positive review says down to earth, moving and inspirational. A never give up on yourself movie. Cute. We really appreciate it. And here is the top critical review. Okay. Didn't watch the whole thing. Just seems like a movie of really uh, of a really dumb individual that would have been likely <gasps> fine if she would have had some guidance in her life. Well, you asshole! Wouldn't we all be fine if we had guidance yeah, I in guess our so. life? Yeah. How fucking dare he? Okay. Here actually is a review that I found from Variety. So from an actual, um, I guess. Oh, I looked at the Variety review. Okay, you did. Do you want to read this one? <laughs> yeah. 
So what, you found like the article? Yeah, I was just going to read the the top in bold, like the, the lead line of it. Oh, the Imagine a Life So Cliche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do yeah, I'll take it, it away. Go yeah, ahead, no go problem. ahead. <laughs> Do it. So um, this um, anti-Black Variety article from 2006 reads... Thank you for saying anti-black. that. Anti-Black. Yes, yes, that's important. Imagine a life so cliched that you would beg the scribes and producers of your life story to make up something, anything, to breathe life into it. Superficially sketched and played at an overwrought level, the Fantasia Barino story, Life is Not a Fairy Tale, never penetrates the psyche or personality of the American Idol winner, or even mentions the biggest revelation of her tell-all book, that she is functionally illiterate. (laughs) rude it also fails to chronicle her three-month rise from bewildered single mom to america's latest singing sensation anti-black okay anti-black as fuck because clearly we know she's illiterate she said that she said that and it comes up again in the movie later when she's trying to get a job so it's obvious yeah it really seems like white people, what they wanted out of this film was to, like, focus on this story of this black girl who couldn't read. Exactly. And that's just of. not what her life is about. And also, I think it's very telling that they said you don't see anything about her personality when I think we totally get a good grasp on the type of person that she is. Absolutely, we do. Somebody no, of variety no. just thinks all black people are the same. You know what? And whoever <laughs> yeah. the fuck this phil guy is gallo Mm -hmm. i hope he's not doing well so now let's (laughs) so let's let's talk about this transition to her sitting in the mirror as like a teenager when she's talking about you're ugly but you got to work with what you got and then here comes my second favorite quote of the movie i was gonna say the strut the strut. The I have strut. a couple notes on the strut please please (laughs) go ahead please i need to hear your notes on the strut Hold on. I immediately went from the bullet point in all caps. This children fight to, next bullet point, the strut down the hallway. (laughs) And then the next one was, why are they making out in an open top pickup truck? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to this motherfucking pickup truck. This this ugly ass pickup truck. But yes, there was my second favorite quote of the movie, which is, Fantasia, what you doing here this late? It's already third period, girl. (laughs) The way that I relate to that is ridiculous. The amount of (laughs) the whole high school, the whole high school sequence is like just so relatable to me. Oh my God. Super, I was super not into school in high school. And so I just, you know, I went as often as I could feel my spirit guide me there. Oh my God. Now, see, I also love that because I was so into school that I'm just like utterly fascinated by people who didn't care about the thing at all because they were onto something and I was being foolish. Yes, I. My sister never was at school. Extracurriculars, and I I want to understand like how you were just like no from the jump because I need to learn that. I simply knew then that money was not real. And that they were lying to us Good. about it. And so I you said, I, I was on to them even back in the seventh grade. So I've just always been this way. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, oh my God. Can I tell you guys something? Yes. I, so I only, I famously only missed three days of school from kindergarten what? to the 12th grade. 
What? And two of and two of them were excused because it was bring your kid to work, Jay. Are you kidding me? I was obsessed. I was obsessed with making sure I was there. Like my mom would try to wake us up and be like, Do you want to stay in today and watch movies? And I'd like, get the fuck out of my way. I have computers today. Are you kidding me? I would kill to have your mother. My mother never I know. let me stay Lots home. Lots of people school. would. Oh well, Shelby oh, took yeah, full no, advantage. Yeah. I used to get called to the office, and they would go, "Your sister's missed forty days of school." <laughs> oh Yet yeah, you're here every day. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you said, you said "Man, I'm not. I cannot tell you. I could not tell you. I just cannot explain it." I said, "I don't know what that's about. You're gonna have to talk to her." I said, "You gonna have to talk to her about her mom and about that." And her movie watching mom. You really would have loved it, Mariah. She was always like, You want to watch Imitation of Life? What? I love Imitation of Life. I know, same. The original or the 1959 remake? You got to do a double feature. Okay. Wow. Okay. She but I like the original sounds, best. I do like the original best. Yeah. I do love Louise Beaver. She kind of steals oof, the movie oof, for me. Oof. But, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We, we, we didn't. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Imitation of Life one day. <laughs> we we absolutely will. I can't wait to wonder if that holds up. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it when I remake Imitation of Life. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need it. Um, I have no you guys are talking about. I'm just along. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to do. You should listen that. to the episode of Freddie Washington that I did for my other podcast because I talk about Ooh. imitation of life. And I did an episode on Louise Beavers and I talk about imitation of life because it's such a good movie. But that's not the point. Yeah. Back to um, mm-hmm. let's jump to this. Just the aggressive ass niggas in Fantasia's life oh my yeah. goodness disturbing her peace she's I, such a chill girl she really she is really so a down ass bitch and they were just business doing whatever she wanted to do and it just seems well, like and, and it just it. seems like at every turn it's this nigga in the hallway who would who would who literally <laughs> blocked her way into class yep because he's like what are you doing later we're hanging out first of all nigga no we're not you don't know me you haven't even introduced. You haven't even introduced yourself. And she- and isn't he like thirty-seven? Uh, th- th- thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. And then let's talk about when she. Um, so let's let's bring let's bring into the picture Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. Let's just fucking nigga. All I'm saying is he just reinstated my hate for men all the more. Oh my god! Immediately. From the and, oh, I actually, this was my follow-up point. I said, I hate this narrative that you got to give a man some coochie in order to keep him. Like, what happened to communicating? Yes, because there was a whole, <laughs> because there was the whole thing of, like, him wanting to take their relationship to the next level. And yeah, she oof. and she just wasn't ready. And the thing is, is, like, sometimes you're just not ready to do that. And that should tell, I think it's a bit telling. No, 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 when no, you're no, not. no. Here's the thing. Most people say, let's take our relationship to the next level, meaning sex. But when he said, let's take our relationship, no, he was like, we need to have sex to take our relationship to the next level. I'm like, what? Is it a fucking step to the next? Well, then what's the next I know. Level? It's not like a power up in a video game. What are you talking about? It's fucking weird. It's, not. it's, it's fucking also, weird. Like, I just don't understand people that pressure people to have sex in this, like, in the way of, like, you're dating somebody, you probably know what their history is and stuff. So if they're, like, not, nah, you're going to get mad? I, I just, I'm sorry. I, should, yeah. I, I guess I have a disconnect. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think it, I think it's just that 
he thought of her as being that kind of girl, you know, because they even say it yeah. later, like, well, yeah. she, he, the, when the guy, you know, spoiler alert, and we'll get there, or we won't, yeah. we don't have to talk about when he raped her in the whatever the fuck that place storage was. Closet, the storage yeah, closet. That he, that he clearly had set up to do that kind of yeah, thing to, just, to women, um, which was yeah. quite disgusting, but um, it's it's the fact that like he even said like well yeah I did it but like I didn't do anything that other guys haven't done so what I'm thinking that Rodney was thinking was that she had a reputation for that mm-hmm. but I don't know how she I don't think she had a reputation for that for doing it I think it was just like you know the way that people thought of her because of like you know, just because of, like, what the things that she wore, you know? Yeah, and there's she definitely was, comments about her clothes and stuff that happen. All, all the time, which yeah. is, like, fucking ridiculous. The The thing that tipped me off about Rodney, and this is, again, a, a flashback to my volatile childhood. Um, my mom had a revolving door of boyfriends, all of them worse than the one before. Ugh. But there was this moment, there was the first thing that Rodney said to her. He's like, what's that on your, what's that lip gloss? She was like, oh, it's new. I just bought it. I love it. He said, I don't like it. Change it. And I Ooh, said, yeah. I said, oh, that took me back. <laughs> uh-huh. I said, I know where this is heading if she don't get out real soon. <laughs> I said, I know exactly where this one is headed. So um, that that should tell you about the kind of men. Yes. Yeah. She's going to do it. Uh, and then he didn't he make a comment of like, oh, I won't sing with you if you like have it, or like it might have been about something else. And I remember just thinking, then leave, then leave. I just, then every, just leave. I every, don't understand. Every single thing that Rodney said, my reaction was, well, leave, nigga. You keep threatening to do it. Why don't you just be about it? You keep threatening to leave, and yet you still fucking here. I just, <laughs> it was, it was in everything. And the thing about it, just to like go a little, just all the rip women who surrounded her just centered men in everything that Fantasia did. did. Exactly. They were like, well, you're never going to oh, get a man. my next note. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yes. Oh, it was... Uh, buh, 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 buh. Oh, it was the one where it's like, you got to have a coochie. Yup, yup. When they're when they're playing spades and drinking, yeah. Some of my those are some of my favorite scenes in the movie. I will say, like, yes, they're playing spades and drinking Crown Royal. You cannot Mm -hmm. you cannot get much blacker than spades and Crown Mm -hmm. Royal and spritzed hair. Even though I will (laughs) I will admit, and I'm embarrassed to say this, Uh I do not know how to play spades. Oh, I don't know. How to <laughs> I do not know how to play yeah. spades. You have to give me the rundown of the rules, like in like thirty seconds, and I feel like I could pick it up. It sounds familiar. I do not know how to play spades, and I'm very ashamed as a black person that I simply don't know how to do that. But I know I. <laughs> I don't tell people that. <laughs> I don't tell people that. But this was the part in the film when they were all sitting around this table and they're all, they have these like, uh, like this is what I was talking about. Like the, 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 the Jerry curls, the finger waves, mm-hmm. the updos, the brick. They really were, ve- they're very, very, very creative. I feel like in the South with their, with their hair, with their mm-hmm. hairdos or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I just like, I was, I was so, I loved it so much, but I hated everything else that those women told her about, about her life. You know what I mean? Just about like men. And I just, I hated Rodney so much because he just made her feel like, you know, it was, it's no one else is going to love you if I don't love you. 
And mm-hmm. if you don't do another point, I, oh sorry, I was gonna yeah, say that was a point I was gonna bring up, especially with the part at the beginning where she's telling herself that she's ugly as a baby. Yes, that's one thing I've noticed with a lot of like other black women I know in the sense of like if you grow up thinking you're ugly, you're gonna look for that approval from the people that you think you are ugly to. I yes, mean, like absolutely, oh yeah, absolutely around you and stuff like that. And then that's dangerous because it's like if you trap one, then it's suddenly like. Well, will there be another one? Like that right. questioning of like, yeah. well, I got one, but before they were zero for so long. Exactly. And, like, I went uh-huh. through a bit of that, like personally, like a couple years ago. So I completely right. understand, like, why his manipulation was working on her. And you know yeah. what? And it even goes back to, back to when her father was outside with those seeds, and he's like, oh, and, yeah. and everyone's like trying to calm him down when he's like smashing the CDs on the ground and even still at the end of that she like runs to her father for comfort for comfort even after he is the one who caused all this mess it's all his fault and she still runs to him for comfort which he doesn't provide and so it's like well does she spend the rest of her life searching or the rest of like this time searching for that as you know they say women are always looking you know for their fathers and men which I think, I think it's fucking ridiculous, but... I, no, no, I will say, like, it's really bad. Like, I will... Well, I He he will do things, and I'm like, that's my dad, and I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. And then it's really freaky whenever I see them together. Just Ooh. like... I'm like, what did I do? My mom, like, cracks up. She thinks it's hilarious. Oh, wow. I wasn't searching. You weren't searching searching. and it just happened. (laughs) Yeah. It just happened. Okay, so I want to talk about... uh, I want to talk about uh, Fantasia dropping out of school. She said, I'm not doing this anymore. She walked in to take that science midterm. She walked in to take that science midterm (laughs) with Viola Davis's husband. You know, just trying to guide her. Mr. (laughs) Julius... Tenon just trying to guide her, saying, Fantasia, I just want you to learn. She said, he said, you didn't miss so many days of school. This is the midterm, sweetie. This is not just a quiz. This is not just a quiz. That took me out. That took me out because at my school, our midterms happened like end of January, early February. Yeah, same. She's been gone. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. She's been out. And the thing is, is I'm looking at her taking that test and I'm like, I've been there. I've taken a test where I've only been able to write my name on it and answer none of the questions in high school. <laughs> so I said, this don't even, this not even that far fetched for me. Cause I, <laughs> I did this on a physics test once. I only answered the multiple choice question because he said you couldn't get it wrong. Um, or I'm sorry, the extra credit question, because it was like something silly. It was it was silly. He was like, "You can't get this extra credit question wrong. All you have to do is write an answer." And I said, "Oh, well, at least I'm gonna get a point on this mm-hmm. test because I don't know nothing else, <laughs> and I still don't know physics. Hey, it's fucks physics to this day." Okay, so I get you, Fantasia. I'm sure that you fucking did, London. Okay, I'm sure it was your jam. Okay, it actually was because our teacher allowed us to do like partner tests, and everyone would run to my desk to ask me to be a partner because I was that good at that class. Oh, I sounds, it. sounds oh nice, you fucking nerd. <laughs> oh my God. I had to be a nerd. No one wanted my coochie. Oh, no! <laughs> and that's, you and that's your only goal. You know what? There was a and that's your main goal. There was a tweet on Twitter that was like, haha, why are you so funny? It's because I never had sex in high school. Like that's that's me though. So. I had to be funny. <laughs> I had to be, I had to have a charming personality because I was fat, you know? I had to be. You know the vibe. I had to have a stellar personality. Anyway, back to Fantasia. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we keep we keep moving. Okay, so 
So we don't have to talk about, spoiler alert, there's a rape scene yeah. in this. Um, More like trigger warning. Trigger warning and spoiler, I guess, if you've never seen this, if you don't know this. Um, the guy who was really aggressive with Fantasia does lead her into <laughs> some weird-ass fucking... Like traps her, yeah. Traps her in some weird-ass yeah. fucking storage room, and he does her like it it happens and she presses charges but then you know the thing that happens is that she was in an environment where she didn't feel safe to yeah. follow through with that um and this just goes to show like the lack of safe environment that we provide for women who are victims of rape like society really doesn't you know, protect women in this way. And so she does drop the charges against this man. And then on top of that, she quits school because of it. And I, because and, I of it, and the yes. thing is, is I don't even blame her for it because how could no. you, you know, that's, that's, I can't imagine what it's like and going like, through that. And the, probably just like the microaggressions, maybe not towards her, but probably towards other victims of rape. Absolutely. That she's experienced in her life. Absolutely. so strong and, like, ingrained in Yeah, that she thing. doesn't even want to speak. There was nothing from outside people other than the guy that did that, that, like, led, like, the audience to think that the environment actually wasn't safe. Like, for example, her mom immediately was like, okay, like, I right. know you want to you know, yeah. sit here and process this and take all your time, but like, you know, like we can't take time. Like, right, you have to report it. Point, right, so she, yeah, so she immediately knew what to do and she was clearly very, very supportive and like didn't judge her or anything like that. And then even the police officer at the police station was really understanding and was like, we can press charges like no problem, like, mm -hmm. and was like offering her help. And then she goes to school. It's pro most probable that like no one was actually looking at her in the hallway in that whole montage. I'm sure that it was, was like was some. <laughs> I'm sure that was just in her head. But right. it still but was you, strong I mean, enough. That's what I'm right, like, and I mean, you just think about. Happens, but then she still drops the charges. But at the end of the day, like at least in in the way it was depicted in the movie, the environment seemed safer than what she felt like it was because of probably like past things that have happened and been said about people. Absolutely. For, I mean, for her, it wasn't the case. Even scenes like those women, like, like we were just talking about telling her, like placing so much value on sex right, and exactly. making it seem like yeah. it's not this thing that it's such a big deal. Like something like that could have you internalized that what happened to you is not that big of a deal. Like exactly. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't. And that's this is what's most painful to me about, you know, the fixation on her literacy is like this girl doesn't know how to read because she because she dropped out of school because she was raped and feeling incredibly unsupported there. Exactly. And to leave that out of the narrative is I don't know. It's just really like nasty to me. I I hated that that was the because this movie happens after a book. Yeah. Like there was a memoir that inspired that. Yeah. So she tells this whole story. Yeah. And what everyone comes away with is she can't read. And that's all everyone that, is so... And, and you know what oh. it was? And you know what it was? Was when I was younger. And obviously, like, when we were younger, like, these were the jokes. Like, Fantasia can't oh, yes. read. She couldn't read that contract she signed. This and that. Mm -hmm. or, they, or when she came back with that single about cornbread and collard greens and things, somebody was saying, mm -hmm. like, now she's singing about every word she can spell. Just it, all sorts of, like, nasty things. And mm -hmm. I never picked up on, until I watched it again this time, the reason that she had dropped out of school was because of the rape. Because when I was younger, we used to laugh at that scene because it was so oh, yeah. it was so horribly done. Like, and we we really mm -hmm. did. And I and you don't realize until you get old because that's just like the culture, you know. No one oh, places yeah. value. 
no one places value on making women feel safe. And so it, yeah. it, the, the, the story, what it should have been was, you know, a rape victim feels unsafe at a school, in yeah. an environment, in, in a community. And so she can't, she never learned to read as well as she could have. But instead it was, of course, let's blame this black woman for her own trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People love the narrative of this black woman who couldn't read and like sang her way out of, you know, it's just... People were seeing what they wanted to see out of it. And Absolutely. that's just not what her story is. Absolutely not. So um, but let's move on uh, to what is the next part of this. Let's talk about mm-hmm. this ain't shit ass nigga, Rodney. After, oh my God. After a fuck nigga of all fuck niggas who comes after, after she's been raped, after she's dropped out of school, after oh. she's moved out of her mom's house and is now living in her friend's house on an air mattress this nigga Rodney comes back and the first thing he does after bragging about his new ugly ass car ugly is call her nappy head let's call her nappy headed and I like thank you for pointing out Mariah that it's after all these things have happened like, because, of pe- pe- because people like Rodney they they like to find a woman who is on her last legs, who is not feeling great, who's yep. not feeling good about herself, yep. so that they can just take all that's left of her energy. It's disgusting. And she only came back, and her friend kept saying it. He, she said, that nigga only come around when you are not doing well. Mm-hmm. And he really did only come around. He insulted her weight, insulted her hair. He, he, it's not like he even asked her to hang out. He said, why don't you go do something to your hair, and I'll take you for a ride in my new car, and get like, you some what? pork and get you some pork rinds. Nigga, what? Driving in that car is a fucking reward and not an embarrassment. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But it was the pork rinds for me. You come, you insult my weight. You insult my hair. And then you say you think I'm gonna wanna go with you for some pork rinds. And, and the fact that he did not call to check up on her once. And then he had the nerve to be upset that she ended things. I just couldn't get over it. And he brought then, nothing like, to the table. He brought like, nothing to the table. Things. And like he also just said the way that he like he said that they ended things because he was like, oh, we like we just like fell off and that was it. That's not what happened, like, Rodney. Was, That's not what like, happened. There was another woman. Like, and the my my question was, did Rodney even go to school? Did he even go to that school? Because <laughs> it seemed know, like that nigga. He said at one point that he was going to college and a college he did say right the team right that's when he like came back for a while let's talk about when he like when when he like insulted her weight and she's like living in her friend's apartment or whatever Mm -hmm. with her friend who has a child and this nigga basically moves the fuck in that was that was when i knew that was enough for me these fuck niggas like to judge everybody <laughs> and their fucking mama about everything that they can find, every little wrong detail that they believe to be wrong. They will do all of that and then still depend on you financially, emotionally, and physically. And she's talking about, and Fantasia was sitting there talking about her friend, and this little baby, that poor little baby is just trying to get ready for school. Sure is. <laughs> He's just trying to get ready for school. And he wake up and see this bum ass nigga and Fantasia asleep on an air mattress in his living room. And this baby just wants some apple juice. Along the floor, <laughs> your clothes are everywhere along the fucking floor. Pick it up. You're in someone else's house. At least fold it, put it in a bag, anything. You just gonna have it thrown across the room? Just thrown across. You don't even live here, nigga. You don't pay a bill here. You don't no, do I... you don't do nothing. 
it's like i wish i had the audacity just to see what it's like to what is it to just sleep in the middle of someone else's home knowing that they're gonna see me when they wake up and not feeling anything about that literally they sleep in the living room about her friend that let them stay there being like oh she's just a bitch anyway no nigga you're the problem you are literally the problem they had a fantastic situation before you they really did and the fact that this little baby, I just keep going back to this baby. This child just trying to get ready for school. And now Fantasia done threw up directly onto the breakfast oh, table. <laughs> Fantasia has vomited in the baby. Like a newborn baby. And the baby is like, now the baby got to go get something to clean it up. Like the way she threw up, I was like, there was no way that she felt nauseous before. Like she would, you would have easily been able to tell that this girl is nauseous, and she opens her mouth and immediately vomits. And it is Just projectile. There is projectile. a ton of vomit. Like, it really is. It's so much vomit just coming out onto the table and this poor baby gotta go get a towel to clean this up and he is just so confused so confused he don't know what's going on oh my god I have two points for this the first one was the way she vomited on the table what the fuck was that (laughs) but then my next one my next one was the way she said she pregnant and they immediately started bashing her like what the fuck wait before we get to before we get to that I just want to talk about when she was sitting in the doctor's office (laughs) and the doctor said you're 10 weeks and she was like you for real (laughs) (laughs) because when I said (laughs) when I said that would be me in the doctor's office (laughs) like mind blown the literal doctor is telling you you're 10 weeks pregnant and you said and she was like you positive though like (laughs) she was like are you sure though like can you double check to the doctor and I said that is me as fuck okay because I would be that's what I would say to the doctor I would say pregnant with what though can we just confirm yeah (laughs) I would be like Usher from the confessions video like don't play like that they put that on everything oh man I gotta call you back I gotta call you back I can't do it Oh my god. You know what? Let me finish this game real quick. Like, woo! You know what? Before we get there, because I do want to talk about that whole Rodney thing and talk about the way they were bashing her about being pregnant. But I just thought, you know, going back to the music, the placement of This Bitter Earth, that Nina Simone song. Yes. (laughs) I said, what the fuck? Y'all, I said, could you be any more on the nose? (laughs) I was like, okay, we get it. Okay. But this is, and you know what? I liked her rendition of it. I didn't like it as much as like I like the original. Um, mm-hmm. but I thought it was really it was it was really a beautiful rendition of like this bitter earth. And obviously, like that entire scene was about all these women around her who have children and mm-hmm. she's contemplating whether or not, you know, she should keep the baby or get rid of it. And like it so I I, I get it. <laughs> it did feel a little bit on the nose. <laughs> But right. I, I, I like I like hearing Fantasia's thing, so I was cool with it. Um, but let's talk about the everyone else's reaction to Fantasia's pregnance. Ooh. This is possibly the worst reveal. <laughs> First of all, I want to slap the shit out of her brother. Because you had he had no right. He had absolutely no right to say she was gonna tell her mom later. 
She was. And he had absolutely no right to say, Mom, I took her to the hospital. She pregnant. In front of us, <laughs> like, Fuck, bro. After Fantasia had already said, after Fantasia had already said, "Mama, I gotta talk to you later about something." Exactly. I'm like, you're just gonna jump in like that? That's some shit my brother would do. He Ooh. said that reminds me. He said, actually, let's just get to it now. Why don't we? <laughs> um, since we're all here, so we're all here. Yes. I mean, the game's all here. Let's just do it now. Get it over with. Wait. Okay. At the beginning of the movie, she had two brothers. Where were the two brothers? Like, I have that, no idea. It was just idea. that brother. It and really was. I never saw the other one. I wonder, did he die? No. No, I follow I Fantasia's life pretty closely. She still's got and, both like, of them. She still has both of them? One of them did, was in a tragic, like, motorcycle accident oh, last shit. year. But he is, he has regained his speech. He is learning. He's on the, on the fast track. So. Okay. I think Rico's going to be walking. Okay. Soon. That's good. <laughs> Okay, then never mind. Okay, maybe he just couldn't. I don't know. He's officially on our on our doesn't hold up sick and shattered list. Okay, okay, all right. Um, but the point I is, that he was probably old enough that he had like already moved out or something at that point. Yeah, because he was a lot older. Like he or he seemed like he was a lot older. So that that could have been it. That and that's just the reason that you know mm-hmm. he wasn't in the film but i did that was one of the you know inconsistencies (laughs) that i noticed one of the inconsistencies that i noticed in the film was just that um he just disappeared the other brother just disappeared i feel like that's what would happen in the movie of my life though i feel like my brother todd would just disappear like he just wouldn't be (laughs) participating in the movie (laughs) okay i'm sorry Lyndon. i cut you off um (laughs) while you were talking about everybody's horrible horrible reaction to uh the pregnancy please go on no 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 it's fine it was just really bad like immediately her mom started crying which i was like okay i could forgive the mom for crying it's in viola davis's contract in every movie that she's allowed to cry so Exactly. <laughs> so then, I don't know what you was the expecting. Comes in, and the pastor's like, "You ain't never gonna be nothing." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That is not what you say to somebody that just told you that they're pregnant." Yeah. And then the brother is just like stirring the pot a little bit more. Right? You know, what the fuck? The brother is the worst the part of this. Mad because obviously the mom was trying to prevent Fantasia from having a similar life like her. Right. Right. But like the pastor had no, like, no, like none. No well, I think it that happened to her, grandma. too. Yeah, that's grandma. That's her grandma. Oh, I didn't know that was grandma. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think they're always over there? <laughs> they, oh just always at the, they always at this lady house. That's her grandma. Yeah, it looks like it's like a multi-generational situation. And you like, know. I think this happened to the grandmother as well. It seems like it. Oh, okay. It seems like it. And that's why... You know what? I think it did, too, because when she mentioned... In the earlier part of the film, when they were, you know, shucking corn out back. Um, yes. <laughs> let's talk about yeah. just Fantasia's church, like, children's place outfit. Straight Stop. <laughs> children's place. Straight out the children's place. That's where them kids, that, you know that's the church fit, okay? It you is. Know, you know she took yeah. off them stockings in the car on the way yep. home, okay? Mm-hmm. But, um, no, 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 that's her grandma. So, I mean, even okay. still, it was such an unsupportive awful way to react and you know when i have had cousins who've gotten pregnant at really young ages i will say that is 
true to life. Like, yeah. It, 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 I get in terms of a teenage pregnancy, but the issue I have with it is immediately the grandma was like, "You once that baby comes into the world, your life is no longer yours." As if, for the most part, like we've normalized the idea of children being burdened. I mean, because of that fact, and let's that's like get into it. I, <laughs> I, as a person who does not fancy them or does not crave motherhood um i just feel like that's just the way we've been conditioned is to see children as burdens you know when i think about motherhood you know i don't and i a law a lifelong gilmore girls stan you know that's that's what my my yes (laughs) that shit is my that is my jam i don't care how white it is that is my show so Caucasian, yes. It's so Caucasian, and that is not... But the thing is, is the relationship that, you know, Lorelai and Rory have, where, you mm-hmm. know, she's, like, a best friend first and a mother second. Yeah. Never, never experienced that. Never related <laughs> to that. <laughs> never that. felt that. Yeah. So I get So I get where they're coming from. Because most of it, it's not like Rory and Lorelai. Like, I feel like a lot of the parenting in Black households you know, is, 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 is us working through trauma a lot later in life is us working through that once we're both adults, which is what Fantasia in her, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying fundamentally that shouldn't be a thing, but no, 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 of course not. But I'm saying I, I get where they're, that part of it for me felt very true. It was obviously very dramatic, (laughs) more dramatic than it needed to be. Like Camille said before, there's some overacting, there's some underacting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It runs the gamut, so we just have to get used to it. Um, It was just, like, really sad for me. It was. No, it was was incredibly sad. that and, like, other parts of the movie, I just kept thinking to myself throughout most of this movie, like, sex ed is so important so that you don't accidentally get pregnant. And then now you look at your child if you choose to go to term. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, this is a fucking burden. As a child that felt like a burden, that's not good. Exactly. I know what it feels like to be a burden. (laughs) So you don't want that. But... Of course, she didn't ask for that. Now, let's yeah. talk about, and talking about the way that this movie, I don't think the, tra- I, I just feel like from a narrative standpoint, obviously, I don't think they're transitioning well through this movie at all. I think it's happening very fast. In no, the falling ad- down lots of times. It's wor- yeah. tripping. It, 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 I think that's a very good way to describe it. But yeah. then we're moving to when Fantasia is like very pregnant. <laughs> She's moved. And the dad just shows up. The dad, thank you. I was just about to say, I was just about to say, all the men in Fantasia's life reappear at the worst time. At the they worst sure time. Do. And with this, opinions. This, with opinions. Okay. So rude, that entire lunch, like, nigga, you're the one that drove to my house, picked me up, and are paying for my food when you could have just stayed in your own damn house and left me the fuck alone. And first of all, he showed up yelling. He didn't even know where she lived. He showed up nope. yelling her name. He's he's he told her get changed. And he said, do something to your head. And let's go. Why are people always telling her that? Y'all gonna stop telling me to do something with my hair. Why are people, are people always, always saying it to her? On black women's looks. I'm sick of it. And then what? You know what she did? She put on that ugly ass scarf. And then went to town. She sure did. <laughs> on that ugly ass blue scarf. It's all the way down her fucking eyebrows and shit. That, <laughs> that was awful. 
but you didn't have to do her like that. You didn't have to do her like that. But then, <laughs> then fucking Rodney also comes back into her life. And yep. this is one of the worst, worst sequences in this film for me because it was just so it was so awful with this nigga first of all zion beautiful baby adorable little girl gorgeous gorgeous uh, before we get into before we get into rodney i have to say something about the baby yeah when it went from the birthing scene to 11 months later why was that baby a full three years old i don't know the baby was toddling i don't i don't know because at 11 months old my brother my brother could not walk. He was like, like teetering. <laughs> that was a grown ass like, baby. Fast forward yep. eleven months, and I was like, no, that that's a that's a toddler. I said, that's baby, that baby don't need no formula. She can drink out the motherfucking bottle, okay? Sis's legs are hanging, are swinging on the uh, swinging on the ground. That, that baby is forty eight months years old. That baby is forty eight <laughs> months. That is not an eleven month old. Ain't no motherfucking way. Months. But you know what? We gonna roll all... with it, okay? Because that's um, what that's Fantasia all... said it is. So we gonna roll with it. <laughs> we gonna roll oh, with it. That baby could form full sentences. Absolutely could. Grammar correctly. Absolutely could. I know that baby had a. <laughs> that baby absolutely could. You're not gonna tell me no different when I look at the size of nope. that child, but. <laughs> What the movie is saying is that that is an 11 month old child. So that's how we are going to treat little Zaya 11 months old. But there was the, the, the fucking part where in the movie where Rodney is like, Sitting on the te- sitting on his ass, using up yep. the electricity that mm-hmm. he that 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 Fantasia is complaining about, and while baby Zion is crying, and Fantasia is trying to comfort their child that they both laid down and had together in the living room. In yep. the living room, and he's in saying, "Can you room. shut that baby up?" When I Ooh. tell you, yep. when I tell you. I ain't never wanted to jump through the TV so bad. Yeah. When I tell you, mm-hmm. I wanted to yeah. choke that nigga out. And then when she said, I'm trying, and he said, try harder. Mm-hmm. When I say <laughs> steam mm-hmm. was coming from my ears, steam, I, I, and then on, then, and then he had the nerve to leave. To immediately and, leave. And then before, but before he left, he said, where's our money? Money. As if he earned a dime of it. And, and then he most likely didn't. He, he definitely. Never had a I, this movie I will bet every cent I have right now that Rodney ain't contribute shit to the light bill. And he ain't ever oh, contributed shit to the light bill. But there was the moment. The fact that he doesn't even know how much the light bill is. The fact that he doesn't even know where the money He's is He's never kept. seen it. He's never seen the light bill. He don't even know where the, he but can't also, even be why trusted. why did she pull out the money when she. That's what I was just about to say! I know. I said, that's not someone you do that in front of. <laughs> Fantasia! You hit it in a good place. Why would you do that? Place. He was never going to He was it. never going to find it. She pulled the money, she pulled the DVD out mm-hmm. when he had his back turned looking for it because she was going to put it in her in her bra which is what you do which is what my mama did which is what I do it's just where you <laughs> it's just where you store things but yep. he caught her and then he grabbed it from her and took all the money for the light bill and then he like, couldn't what? even give her an actual reason of how he was going to get the money back i hate nope. men this was the most triggering part of the movie for me just because in certain households that I've grown up around, it has been a common trend 
that the men sit there and do whatever they want, whether they Ugh. are the primary like money right. maker or not. But because they are men in that specific culture, they get to do whatever they say and please with the money. Right. Even like I've even known of some families where the wife is the sole provider in terms of finances and the man decided, okay, we're going to pay for like all the house bills, but I'm going to use the rest to go drink. And she had (laughs) to abide by it because of the specific culture. So watching him just sit there and do that and say those words in those phrases, I was irked. I've never been so mad in my entire life watching a straight-to-TV movie. No, for real. No, for real. So, um, he took all the fucking money, and then, and then, Fantasia leaves the house and comes back, and, I'm sorry, but I did laugh when she flicked on the lights, and they didn't come on. And it didn't come on. And the lights didn't come on. And then she had to take this grown-ass baby and she said, Lord, please shield my baby's eyes from what yes. I'm about yes. to do. And you she know what? She said a prayer before robbing that baby. <laughs> all that similar. How did she steal all 24 of those she candles? How did she steal so over many. seven dozen candles? <laughs> <laughs> like this whole she stole so many candles. <laughs> that nigga who works there needs to be fired promptly because he you know what he was doing watching American Idol he wasn't doing shit I loved that little nod (laughs) he was not doing shit he fucking and she stole not only did she steal several dozens of candles she stole she (laughs) so many candles she stole diapers she stole Similac Similac. Mm -hmm. Fantasia has stolen so many things from this store and the one thing he comes over and complains about is the baby crying is the baby crying is the baby crying (laughs) shut that baby up (laughs) he says shut that baby up first of all if somebody said that to me in a store my child is pissing all over this floor pissing all over the floor I'm like right I said right now do what you are good for okay you you are unemployed you are a burden but you right now you're gonna prove a point okay right now we have right now we have points to make my child pissing all over that floor four-year-old child this child is learning multiplications and you said piss on the floor piss all over the floor right now one time we were in GameStop and my little brother Brent um, he like he uh, he was still in diapers, so he shit all over GameStop. Like he left a trail of shit running through the GameStop store, cause he was oh like he God. was a baby, so he's like shitting, but he's like running around because he's like uncomfortable because because oh. there's shit running down his leg, and, and his so it's leg. it's getting everywhere. Oh. So we're chasing him through the GameStop, and the shit is just all through the GameStop. And you know what my mama did. <laughs> They said, oh, don't don't feel bad about it. It's okay. Babies, they're happening. We'll clean it up. And then my mom said, no, Mariah, clean it up. I said, <gasps> Mariah. I said, ma'am, I don't work here. I said, they just offered. She said, Mariah, go in my trunk. I got some paper towels in there. Oh. I said, no, why? 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 It's no, the way no, black parents okay. are always trying to prove that they have home training. Like, these mm-hmm. people already offered to clean it up. But in a store, there's specific guidelines specifically for cleaning up poop because that is, like, dangerous to, like, the human it public. Is. Well, like, I cleaned up the shit, out. okay? You have to, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's, like, as a store, I think, like, almost legally you have to be, like, no, like, we clean it up and you guys have to clean it up based off of the specific regulations for that store and space. I know at my job, we used to have to, like, whenever we'd have to clean off the toilet seats, there was, like, specific, like, guidelines with bleach and solution and everything to clean it off. Ugh. So the fact that they were like, okay, you got it. Like, no. It was a fucking should've... GameStop. They did not yeah, give they, a uh... fucking GameStop. It was, it was a fucking GameStop. They did not give a 
motherfucker and I cleaned up shit while my mom and my brother traded in fucking Call of Duty games <laughs> for like 12 cents. That's all the fuck they got. But why did she say you had to clean it up? I don't know to this day. For what? I don't know. For what? I, you know, I really wish you I could have You must have done sleep. something. I didn't do anything. I've never done no, anything. No, you must have done something a while before, <laughs> and she was something. like, this will teach her. You know what? It didn't teach me nothing except I don't want no kids. So I guess I guess it worked, shit. But the, but the, okay, I'm sorry. Back on track. So then Rodney comes in the house later, and Fantasia's sitting in there in the dark. Food is spoiled, because yep. obviously when with the lights... 72 candles lit. With her 72 candles lit, <laughs> the baby is finally asleep. The thing about the light bill, though, that most people don't realize is it's not just the lights, it's electricity. Um, <laughs> so um, the refrigerator not running, the, fridge, the TV yeah. not running, ain't nothing running. You don't have anything. And so this nigga comes in the house, flicks on the lights, and then it's like, why didn't you pay the bill? Murder to you. I was bred. And then he said, What's that smell? What the fuck do you think that smell is? The food <laughs> is literally rotting. It's, it's rotting, rotting because rotting. we don't have any electricity, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad at him. I was oh, so mad at him. He's the perfect villain. He's the perfect villain. He really he's is. Because there's nothing to like about him. Not there's, a single thing. There's not a single thing that you can name about him that I like. But the point, the thing is, is then they get into this, like, fake fight or whatever. Oh, my God. The, you were absolutely right, Cynthia. The fucking fight scenes in this are so yes. horribly, <laughs> horribly so choreographed. This one specifically, I was like, what happened? Like, I was confused. He, like, pushed her against the wall and she basically, like, sat down. And then, then, and then she was sure like, did. she sat the fuck down. She said, uh, we ain't doing all that. We, they said, Lifetime said, we will not be paying a stun double. And so Fantasia said, I will not be learning none of them I falls. I will be throwing myself I will around. Be, I will not be learning none of them falls. You out your motherfucking mind. And so she just sat down against the wall. And then she ends up and then cut to she at her grandma house and her face is swollen. How? You didn't even hit the wall. Literally. Where was that injury from? The injury I'll came from nowhere. The injury came from nowhere. <laughs> the injury came from nowhere because she actually did more damage to him, which he deserved, than she did yeah. to her. Than she did to her. Look, I believe women, and if Rodney, if that push sent her flying out the window, mm -hmm. I'll believe it. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, so yeah. now I have a so now I have a game. Okay. <clears throat> oh, Fuck Mary Kill. Mm. No. <laughs> Rodney. Oh, fake Joe Jackson. Or, oh my goodness. Or Rico. And, Rico. and Rico. The brother who spilled the beans about the pregnancy. Um, okay. I think I'm going to have to marry the brother because even though he spilled the beans about the pregnancy, he was still like one of the most supportive people in her life. Okay. He was. That's right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to fuck Rodney. And oh my God. Yeah. What if you end up with a Rodney baby? No, 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 you don't understand. I would make sure that there's no <laughs> chance in hell that a Rodney baby would come out of the ordeal. You said no Not Rodney a baby. shot in hell. Because you know he got some STD. Oh, you're right. Oh, no. He probably does. And then you're going to kill the fake Joe Jackson, Kadeem Hardison? Yeah. You're just going to murder him? Yeah, no, because he was he was terrible from the start. He was. Yep. He so was. was Rodney, but he was like a different kind of narcissistic, terrible. Yeah. 
that's fair. Okay, Camille, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think I'm gonna have to say the same thing. I'm gonna be marrying the brother. Because he, as blunt as he is, he, you know, he was there. He was supportive. He was. He was. He um, was. The evidence shows that Rodney, I'm, I mean, I'm sure Rodney has a big dick. I'm sure that he, he seems like it. does know how to slang that thing. He doesn't know how to do anything else. He's a little bit girthy. Yeah, he's got a big, dumb dick. And I, I'm sure that, I'm sure that it would be satisfying. And dad can go because maybe if dad wasn't, Maybe if we had got rid of him earlier, mm-hmm. we could have corrected yes. some of these things. Maybe. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. You oh you Viola was the one yep. who was like, let's get a lawyer. Fantasia would have been famous by now. Fantasia would have been so would have never met Ronnie. Fantasia would have been like, nope. What's her name? Who's the ch- Brittany. Britney Spears. I see it. I see <laughs> I it now. It. I see it now. <laughs> I mean, child star also. Yeah. Okay, so I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Rod I'm gonna kill Rodney. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna fuck the dad. And then I'll marry <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck him. And why would you fuck the dad? I mean what evidence no, you I don't get it. Why? I mean I mean maybe a little dumb too. I mean I just maybe it's because I have I think he's a little cute, you know? I mean it's he's clearly awful, but it made me laugh. He was oh, so you know, awful. I wasn't going off of like looks. It's just he was so awful in the way that like he was like no decision I've ever made is wrong. Whereas Rodney was also a dick, yeah. but he never was like, oh well, you should always listen to me anyway. Which well, I think he was. I just think Rodney like in that way. Also, I just want to. I just want to kill Rodney. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I was gonna say fair. like I just he just murder. does a lot of things that would warrant <laughs> murder, murder on the spot. And I'd marry. Yes. I'd marry the dumbass brother because at the very least, I know he'd be honest and supportive of my dreams. Nigga can't lie. Nigga yeah. can't lie. And he and he and he drove Fantasia all the way to Atlanta. Yes. You know, um, which where does she grow up again? Uh, North Carolina. So, um, but before we get there, I did have another question that I wanted to ask you guys early before we talk about American Idol, which happens at the very tail end of this goddamn game. <laughs> but like, yep. I did write down what would you guys would you guys have kept the baby if you were in Fantasia's situation? Like, if it was oh, fucking that, if it was fucking Rodney's baby, if it was Rodney's no, baby, and you had to no, drop no, out of high school, wow. Wow. I was just like, man, I don't know what I would have done. I would have not, I would not have been able to keep that baby. Oh no. I just couldn't have done it. I don't even, I just couldn't have done it. I know I couldn't have done it. I I can't think of a single situation. That's not that where I'm keeping any babies. Yeah. That's, it's just, it was crazy. Oh, but I just know that was just my, (laughs) those are some questions that like I had just written down that I wanted, that I wanted to ask, but let's talk about, American Idol. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. They're so gracious with their footage. They really, really were. They were very gracious with their footage, which we appreciate. But this is another thing that I was think that I was that I was talking about, um, which is the episode that we posted a couple weeks ago. By the time this goes up, our Mm -hmm. B2K episode, when I was talking about how, like, you know, the reason that black music survives. I think is because of the way we're raised and it's like generational, you know, we're usually Mm -hmm. raised in a house with like, we're in like such a close community with so many generations of music. And so it's, 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 it's very telling that the songs that she sang on American Idol 
were very clearly representative of that. It's very telling that yeah. the first song that she sings at her American Idol audition is a Stevie Wonder song. Wonder song. Oh, I it's, love it's, it. it's and it's not it's such a good Stevie Wonder song, but it's very just telling of just like the richness of black culture and the way that it survives. And I think even though it was such a small thing, you know, to me, I was like, that's why, that's how, that's, and you know, old people be like, how you know this song? It's because I was raised around it. It's because it's right. what I heard. And that's why, then that's why, yeah. you know, that's one of the hugest reasons besides, you know, Stevie Wonder and people like Stevie Wonder being immensely talented. That's how the music survives. You know what I mean? Totally. It's, it's, it's just, oh, it's yeah. passed down through generations. And it's tough. And I think that really, mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt. I just think that's what really like played to Fantasia's strength. You Absolutely. know, like there's not voices like hers. Absolutely and I think not. listening to that older music growing up around that, she heard like, no, that's what my voice is supposed to do. And like, you know what? It really, it really helped her in the competition yeah. because she was singing songs that were like, where she didn't have the kind of like she doesn't have like you know an opera voice or even a pop voice she has this no. very soulful voice and she was singing the songs that she felt you know she was singing yeah. the song choices that were well within her comfort zone of these are things that i know i can sing mm-hmm. these are things that i know i can sing because i can feel them in my gut and you can see that in all of her performances that performance she did a summertime come on Oof. come on yes. that was from the fucking gut okay i was singing along absolutely but it's that's just i think i think that's how she won. It was the songs that she chose. It was definitely. It was. It it. It just gave me chills. But let's talk about the real hero of <laughs> the life is yeah. not a fairy tale. Colon the Fantasia Barino story, the security guard at American Idol Atlanta auditions. So we get to this part in the story. In Fantasia, she's dressed so beautifully. She's wearing this white satin backless shirt. She's yes. got this second audition. And they get there, and this stupid, big, ugly, fat-ass, ugly security guard is like, <laughs> we're not letting anybody else in. You got to go home. And Enrico says, listen, okay? <laughs> listen up. My sister made it to the second. I don't give a damn. Go home. We're not letting nobody else in. And Vintage was like, let's just go. Let's so just go ready back. to go. Let's just go. And she called her mama. And her mama was like, you go back there. And she hung up on her mama. You saw her hang up on her mama. Uh-uh, y'all. But it wouldn't have fly. It would fly. Would not have flown. I would have had to wait for Luciana to end the call. Um, <laughs> it would not have yep. went well. Um, and then her dad calls her back. And it's like, you better go back up there. This your yeah. daddy. Who the hell else is yeah, gonna call me talking like that? She, yeah. Because the, wh- wh- why do you think? So they go back, and here is the hero of this story. The hero of it the all. The hero of this story. He comes back and he says, What you doing out here? She says, They ain't letting nobody else. He said, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, uh 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 He he takes her by the hand. He says, I'm taking you to the audition. I'm walking you in there. He said, you are the last person we auditioned in Atlanta. And you know who was the last person we auditioned on the first season? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. I I love his trivia. Kelly Clarkson. And you know he knows trivia because you know he's been working for them. He says, Kelly Clarkson was the last person we auditioned. And she goes in there. And what does Simon fucking Cal said? He said, you are one of the best Best, we have ever heard. One of the best we have ever heard. 
coming from Simon Cowell, who has never been nice. Never. That has to tell you something about the kind of talent that we are that we are here with, that we are like just like we've been blessed with. And there I, I go back to that moment where she's singing in the church with this baby in her belly. And it just like the this the way she sings, the way Fantasia sings, it just comes from a different place. It it comes from a different place. It is in her. It is not impeccable. Yeah. It's it's, it's not a thing that many people, point. many singers can can just access. And so for me, I just like it, that that really gave me chills. Like watching her again, like I think all of her, her her song choices were impeccable. I love the happy ending that she mm-hmm. had. I really do love the way that it ended. But before we get to, you know, um asking the question of like, do we think this holds up? I just want to know like what are you like, do we have any final thoughts like that we haven't expressed yet? Yeah, I just my thing with this movie is because I actually I I'm you know I love her. Of course. I love Fantasia and I just absolutely do think she has a story that is that should be told. Absolutely. I think it just happens too quickly. It absolutely. just happened way too early on. Yeah. Because her story is is way more compelling and she had a lot of other stuff that she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just happy that she's like fucking happy now. She's such like She's married to this man who seems to just like think the world of her. But she deserves. Right. And she goes on tour to, to and she performs for dedicated fans with taste who just like, no, she's great. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, 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 I do wish they would have waited mm-hmm. to kind of do this, but I get it. They were jumping on it while it was hot. And you know she what? She just wrote this book. She like deserved yeah. it. Like I get why they were jumping on it because like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't. And again, yeah. like yeah. we mentioned in like the first episode that we talked about was that at the time this was the second most watched movie in lifetime's in history. Lifetime's history. In lifetime's yep. history. So I I mean American Idol was like the biggest show on TV at the time. It was literally breaking records yeah. like every week I remember. And it's and it's crazy. I I mean like just the very even like this 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 short amount of 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 like ground that we covered in this movie up until she was 19 what she went through and the way that she had this like just rise from the ashes, you know? And all of this came from just some really shitty things that happened to her. And I I think it's just so beautiful the way that she overcame that, you know? And so for me, that was like, that was, that was, uh, that was like one of the more touching parts of this otherwise, you know, interesting film. (laughs) (laughs) So, Linda, now, any final thoughts before we answer this question? I do, and I don't mean this with any malice. It might also be because I'm high. Um, Okay. So, she's illiterate, so she can't read, right? No, not exactly. She's not completely illiterate. Functionally illiterate. Functionally illiterate. So, like, she can't read as well as you should be able to read at 19, I guess. So they oh, don't okay, go into okay, specifics okay. of how well she can read, but mm-hmm. we do know that she doesn't have the reading level that she if anything, should it be. Seems at. Like she just struggles with reading. She, right? she, yes, yeah. yes. That's that's what I'm gonna okay. go with because they don't go into the details about that. Okay, because I was sitting here for the longest time, and I was like, if she can't read, how would she learn her lines? <laughs> <laughs> She wait, said, girl, I said wait, it. Wait, wait, Because <laughs> now I have questions. Because now I have questions. Okay, thank you, because I was sitting here. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to, hold on, because I got to Google this now. I got to Google this now. 
Fantasia. <laughs> I want to imagine like, that, like, if she can't read, but I mean, if she's fu- like, there weren't that many big words in the dialogue, so it was probably no, like stop. words that she could recognize. I just, I imagine that there are things that maybe she did say in real life. The screenplay exactly. is not strong, <laughs> so I'm assuming say. that maybe they I said so. Say. Fantasia, what did you say then? And she you know was what? like, I, I said this, and they said, "Type it." <laughs> he said, she "Get said, that down." She said, "Get that down." And um, <laughs> I um, I don't. She um, said, "That's for real." Type that up. Type that up. So I don't see anything about this about her learning to uh, read. Um, or how she learned the lines. So what I'm assuming is that she either could read well enough that she could read the lines, or she had a, some combination of knowing what happened, improving, and somebody telling her, like you, like giving yeah. her line readings. You know what I mean? Um, because when you're Fantasia, you can do that. Okay, because if she was doing a lot of improv, that would explain the church scene when she comes back to the church, where she opens the doors in the immediate in the middle of service. Everyone and stops singing. and looks at her, and she just starts singing. Not happen in church, but at least the pa- like the preacher would they keep pe- preaching, and then she just starts singing in the middle of the sermon, and yeah. everyone goes, "Yes, like what?" <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel yeah, like that that's one of those scenes. I feel like that's <laughs> one of those scenes, like like that one scene in Dreamgirls when fin- um when Fantasia when Jennifer Hudson saying, "And I am telling you," where they just mm-hmm. let her yeah. do it. They just let her go. Right. <laughs> they said just uh. <laughs> start rolling and she just gonna do it we don't need to give her no direction and that's what i want that's the only direction i want someone to be giving fantasia and you know i feel like you can see that when you watch that scene that that was all fantasia that was nobody gave her they just said we just gonna let the camera go and when you done you done (laughs) um and i mean that's as as much this fantasia needs though like are you kidding me um, right. And when and when we it's release fantastic. this episode, I think we should just do. We should also do like an accompanying playlist of our favorite Fantasia, like performances oh. on YouTube or our favorite Fantasia yes. songs or some combination of both. Because now I'm just like about to get on this kick of watching Fantasia's like tribute performances, like that one she <laughs> nobody did. Nobody does a tribute. Nobody. Patty LaBelle. That tribute she did to Aretha Franklin at the Grammys. Oh, you do like that one? Wow. You did say when I tell you i burst into tears guys i i am not even being hyperbolic it sent me into tears immediately she's electric immediately like okay so let's then ask the question i want to know what you guys think does this movie hold up Okay, I, okay, Camille, I did pick... go. You see, you sound like you want to. <laughs> I did yeah. pick this film. Mm-hmm. I I do not think it holds up. Mm, okay, simply because I mean, love to see Fantasia anytime. Of course, I would have not have casted my. I would not have cast myself. No, um, I would have in a movie about my own life. I'm certainly not cast. I I, I have a degree in this, and I don't want it to be me. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah. Then who would you cast? And that was another one of the questions I asked. Right. Who would you cast in the movie of your life? In the movie of my life, but someone. Hmm. I kind of like you know who I absolutely love who? Terry from I May Destroy You. <gasps> yeah. She's just like quirky enough and like oh my god, she would be silly such enough. A good Camille. Yeah, I was like, I think. Wow. 
watching her like hate her life as an actress and i made a wow. like, wow that really resonates now that you say yeah. that i can so see her playing you yeah i think that she's so cute too. that's so um, crazy but i think that's who it would be that's who it would but be. yeah the movie i don't I, I don't think it holds up i just like i said mm. i wish there had been some more time yeah. for us to get to know fantasia before we tried to like just really capitalize on her moment because mm-hmm. that's really what it is it's, mm-hmm. i mean this is right i think it's like a year what a year after she this wins? came out in 2006 so they had to start Six. production like immediately immediately in 2004 like they the book came out and then they went straight to lifetime like lifetime immediately scooped up those rights like it had to have happened like that i think so they wrote that book and they just i think they were just really trying to capitalize on the moment while it was hot and you know what Um, they did but it did her i think it does her story a bit of a disservice like i would have loved a more nuanced look Mm-hmm. at this woman's life mm-hmm. and the parts that they added because apparently all those conversations with the american idol people that you see aren't real right whereas like the stuff like the security guard is super real they say and they factually has been like mm-hmm. cross-checked by everyone i kind of just i would just love a more nuanced look into this person and i hope we get one one day because i think her I life think is so it. interesting and she's such yeah. a talent yeah mm. i think she deserves it yeah yeah oh yeah I think for me, it doesn't hold up just because it happened too soon. Like, I feel like if they waited at least another two to three years, then a biopic would have made more sense because, like, mm-hmm. then you would really get, like, okay, after she graduates American Idol, graduates, after she <laughs> wins American Idol, like, these are some of the hardships that she faced initially in the music industry. Mm, yeah, because because she, happen. because we, oh, absolutely, we know that they happen, and it gets a lot more complicated after that, exactly. you know? And so I think exactly. so. I just feel like if they had waited a bit, it would have been better, and it would have been able to get to a full two hours that made more sense than the yeah. pacing that this movie had. Yeah, because it was the pacing is a big problem. The, yeah. the pacing is a big yeah. problem for me. Okay, so then I also have to ask you, Lyndon. Then who would you cast in the movie about your life? I. I would have to go with my little sister. It oh, my God. <laughs> but if you've seen her little sister, she looks exactly like oh, her. Oh, like, that. I love that. So it actually works yeah. out perfectly that you would cast your little sister. And she's an actress, too. Wow. And she's oh, going to be able to tap perfect. in and understand, like, the pure chaos that is my inner psyche to really yes. have that transcribed <laughs> through a screen. Yes. Um. But yeah, because I was sitting here for a while thinking, like, who would I want to play? Who would I want to play? And I was like, well, I got an actress in my house. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> Boom. It's hard to cast ourselves, though. Like It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking, okay, who's slightly unhinged? And like, that's what I was going on. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. So for me, I'm also going to agree. But I think my reasoning is a little different. Because the way, I I think it doesn't hold up. But it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, Camille, about the reasoning for her, you know, not reading as well as she could, Uh being framed as, oh, she was a high school dropout. And I think it's the way that they told the story for me. Instead of it being framed as this woman was raped, she felt unsafe in her school and in her community. And so then she had to drop out of school and it being a story about her overcoming all of that instead of it, it, instead of her feeling like we're blaming her for these decisions that she's making in her life, instead of taking a really hard look at, you know, the people who have, you know, hurt her instead of taking a really, instead of taking a really, you know, uh, like taking them to task for their part in all of this. Because like I mentioned earlier, 
It's the thing that your therapist always tells you. And that's the thing that my, ter- my therapist told me is that when you are a child, your only job is to survive. And so we can't blame Fantasia for the things no. that happen. And I think the way that they frame this, it feels a little bit like, you know, like she did this and that and this and that and this and that. And then she got here instead of she overcame all of this shit that happened to her. And so we should be, and I, and I feel like they get there. They make their way to that point, yes. but it, it feels very ham fisted at the end, you know, like we let's just mm-hmm. shove it in here in the last 20 minutes. And a lot of it before that feels like trauma porn and, and not yes. even, and it feels like trauma porn and not even a well tastefully done way. It feels like trauma porn in a, in the way of like, like let's like it, it feels very rushed. So I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that it doesn't hold up because of the way that they frame the story and because of the pacing and obviously some of the acting. But one thing I will say is that like I think, you know, like we gotta give Fantasia her flowers. Like she deserves like there's such, a talent. such an incredible talent. So, so beautiful. So, like, in such a, like, a wonderful, like, role model to have for, you know, young black women to see that in themselves. To see this woman who, you know, was told she wasn't conventionally beautiful and had to overcome all these things and is still who she is today. And is still, like, very talented and happy and wealthy and just, and, and, and still her out of, even through all of that. Even through all of that, she's still herself. And so I think that deserves just, like, an immense amount of praise because just think of what it took to, to, to get there and to stay right. there, even through all of this shit and through something so embarrassing for you, something so, so traumatic for you being made fun of, you know what I mean? So yeah, I just, she just deserves so much. More. She really does. She really does. And I love Fantasia. But so for me, I thought about this a lot of who I would cast in the movie of my life. And I actually was able, so I would cast, Michael T. Williams to play my father. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I would God. cast I would class I would cast Tasha Smith to play my mother. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love no. it. I would I cast heard her. I would before <laughs> I saw her face in my head. I would I cast heard her. I would cast um Tyler James Williams um uh-huh. and Taquan and to and Taquan Richmond, both from Everybody Hates Chris, yes. to, to play my brothers, to play my uh two of my brothers. And then um that kid that everybody hates from power, what's his name? Tariq. I would cast him as my third brother. <laughs> I would cast him as my third brother. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then I would have to play myself too, guys. Like <laughs> it would it would just have to be me. No one could But you do it have justice. the training to back it up, it you know? Really, I... <laughs> it really no one could do it just no one could do it just right enough the way that I could with this cast around me. Right. They would lift me up. They would carry me. They would carry me. I mean, I, like I said, at least you have the training because Loretta Devine and Viola Davis couldn't really lift. You know what? They did what they could. Fantasia all the way up. No, Viola Davis acted her ass off in this movie. Viola Davis don't give a damn. Every time. Viola Davis don't give a damn where, who, when, why. She said, I'm going to act down. Okay, and that's that on that. <laughs> Ms. Viola Davis don't play. She never fails the shit test. You know, it doesn't matter how bad the movie is. Viola Davis will be stellar in it. And that Every is what time. you will remember. And so Absolutely. there we go, guys. Another episode. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D. H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At and The Blacklist and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.